0: Hello, hello, welcome, welcome, glad you could make it. I'm Dan, your friendly fishmonger from DansFish.com. Welcome to the Fishmonger livestream. We do this every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Mountain Time. That would be 9 Eastern for all you that don't know where Mountain Time is. Um, folks, could you let me know if the microphone's good again? We had some trouble the last few weeks uh, with audio. Last week it was fine, but I just want to make sure before I get too far into the live stream that we're good again, and that everything's okay, and that I'm not tearing apart Candy's ears. Um, while we're waiting for that, I'm gonna get to the shipment report and the import report, and then we'll get to some information about the giveaway. It's a pretty cool giveaway, and we'll go from there. It's working, audio's good again. Excellent, excellent. Glad to hear it because I really like this new camera. And it was a bummer when the audio wouldn't work with it, but I'm glad we got it figured out. So let's start with the weekly shipping report. For those that don't know, every week I give you a report on um, how things went with shipping, any losses or problems, just because I think that's a a good way to make sure that people know what's going on and to keep me on the ball with shipping to make sure I I don't uh, ever slack off and I do everything I can to get you good fish. So I'm happy to say that um, as far as I remember, since I talked to you last, there haven't been any losses in shipping. I did get an email from someone. um, I sent three turquoise rainbows to Bob Kaler a couple weeks ago and and they're doing fantastic. I sent a couple, I think three as well. It might have been two, might've been three to uh, another customer last week. They got them Friday and they said when they received them that that they were breathing hard, uh, they were really stressed. But, um, and I told that person if they pass away in the next couple days, let me know so I can take care of you. Never heard anything back, so I'm assuming that ended up being okay. Um, and there was one other person that received a Bosmani, I believe it was, that was uh breathing hard as well. Um, no, it wasn't that. Bosmani arrived and um had a little something on its skin, it looked like. But I haven't heard anything back from that person either. So I assume everything ended up being okay. Uh, it was like the I, uh I don't know, swam against something and, and scraped its skin a little bit and got a little thing there. But uh, I, I'm, as far as I know, nothing passed away and everyone's recovering okay. So from the information I have, I think we're good on last week's shipment, which is fantastic because it's been... Oh, couple weeks since that's happened. There's been one or two losses or something like that for the week before, I think, if I remember right. And unfortunately, that um, multisquamata rainbow fish that I sent Bob Kaler, we thought it was all recovered and everything, and then uh, it did end up passing away. For those that follow um, Kaler's Aquatics, you'll you'll have seen that, I think. So, sorry, Bob. I'm really sorry about that. Still wonder if I just did something... When I caught it, like if I accidentally uh, scraped it on against the net or or, sc- or when I was holding it to put it in the net, if it flopped against my hand wrong or something, I I don't know, but I'm glad everyone else is doing okay. So that's the shipment report. Pretty good. Um, as far as I know, no losses from... Uh, this, this last week's shipment period since I saw you last. So that's what we like to hear. Um, if anyone in the chat is like, wait, you forgot mine, uh, do let me know, but I think I remember that correctly. So the import report, I'm happy to say, it looks like we'll be getting in another import um, next week. Friday, the, what is that date? Is the 28th of, let me look here, yeah. Uh, Friday the 28th is the tentative date but we're trying to move it up a bit, just because there's there's a couple difficulties with that date, so it, it might be a little earlier next week, or if we can't move it earlier, we might have to move it back one week. So this morning it looked like everything was good, and then there ended up being a couple complications. But new order is coming. Uh, there'll be different species of rainbows in it. There'll be some wild caught different species of rice fish in it. Um, some neat Corydoras like flagtail panda Corys, things like that. Some more Corydoras Equus, um, the stuff that people that sold out really fast and people wanted more of, I got that plus some other cool stuff. Some more half beaks, um, some captive bred puffers that I'm excited about and other things. So I'll go more into that as we get closer, but it looks like everything's in order for the next import to come in. Same supplier as last time that worked out really well. I really like this guy best job shipping or exporting fish that I've ever experienced. So I do plan on sticking with him, um, which means unfortunately everyone that wanted more LeMay rice fish, that's from a different supplier and they are available, but I'm simply not going to have the tank space to bring them in. Um, I could bring them in for next week, but I can't risk running out of tank space because uh, I've other big order coming in, so I'm going to have to wait just a little bit. I know a lot of you are waiting for those, the LeMay rice fish, and I apologize, but it's just it's just how it worked out this time. So that's kind of the update on shipments and imports and where we're at with that. I did go ahead and post the last few remaining rainbows and things like that that I have left from last the last import we did. So when I when I list fish for sale. I'll sometimes, often, almost always, hold back just a few that I don't list because if there's problems, if someone's been dreaming of, I don't know, um, Santaniensis, for example, really rare fish, uh, hard to get, and I shipped them six, and for some reason they all did poorly, then I, I just want a small reserve so I could replace them for that person because my goal when I ship you fish is to help you achieve your goal. And I could just do a refund, of course, but that doesn't help the person. They, they still don't have their dream fish. So I hold back a few. So I got I, I listed about 20 of most of the species. I got 24 to 26 of the most of the species And I've gradually been selling that overstock off. There's just a little left. So I think there's one Blair I left, which people really liked. Um, There's two more, uh, Glossolepis Multisquamata. There's just here and there, there were a couple left. So I've listed all that. So um, hopefully I can clear some tanks for the import coming in. So anyone that was bummed out because stuff sold out before they could get it, you might get lucky and the thing you were looking for might be available in limited quantities as of a couple minutes ago Uh, there's I mean not all of them some of them are sold out completely but there's there's a few I had some left of. so just wanted to let you know Um, okay next is the giveaway this is a very exciting giveaway and I'd like to give a as big a shout out as possible to Preston John Aquatics who is um, providing the beta macrostoma for tonight's giveaway now what this giveaway is, is John has bred and raised or Preston, sorry, Preston has bred and raised, um, beta macrostoma. And he will be giving away five that he's raised. They're not full grown yet or anything, but, um, He'll be giving away five beta macrostoma in a group, and that's a pretty big deal for those that know the fish world and know that fish. Not only are they macrostoma, but they're hobbyist bred and raised, so they're going to be super hardy. They're going to do well for you. Um, He said they're eating everything. They'll eat flakes. They'll eat pellets. They'll eat frozen. Since they're captive bred, they're not going to be difficult to feed. And... He did say a couple things that I want to bring to your attention. One is he's keeping them in RODI water. So they're being kept in soft water. So be aware of that. And also they're jumpers, like all wild type bettas. And they'll find little cracks and little crannies and jump right through them. So you'll need a tight fitting lid if you want to get them. The big caveat with this giveaway is that Preston doesn't ship fish and he lives in Arizona. So if you win these, you're going to have to either pick them up from Preston yourself or have a good friend from Arizona who knows how to ship fish, pick them up and, and maybe ship them for you or something like that. But Preston's not going to be shipping them. So keep that in mind. So what I'm going to do is two giveaways because I don't want this to be a bummer for anybody that can't get to Arizona or, or get fish from Arizona without Preston shipping them. So we're gonna do two giveaways. We're gonna give away Preston's beta macrostoma, and then I'll do a giveaway and you can select any of my betas. I can send you a trio of anything that I have. It can be beta dimidiata, beta rudolins, beta cochina, uh, beta picta, and, or beta Forshii are the ones I have available. So we'll do two separate drawings. Um, for those and I'm not going to give you guys the the entrance code right now. I'm going to give it to you right before we do the drawing, because I want to reiterate this right before we do the drawing. um, So that we have a separate code for Preston's macrostoma. So only people that are able to um, either pick up fish from him directly or figure out how to get them without Preston having to ship them can enter that. And then I'll do a separate code for my giveaway for, the other bettas that I have available, I'll send you a trio of them, and um, those I can ship. So anywhere in the continental United States, I can ship those. So uh, that's that's what's going on. So it's an awesome giveaway, and I really appreciate it. Um, the generosity astounds me. Everybody wants that fish. It's on my bucket list for sure. So thanks again, Preston John. Really appreciate it. And just be aware, though, that you're going to have to pick them up or figure out a way to get them. All right. So, um, okay. With that, oh, I wanted to show you, I um, wanted to show you these for those that don't know. So, these are beta macrostoma, a beautiful species of beta. They get pretty big. They're awesome. These are the ones Preston's giving away. Um, so, we'll do that specific giveaway for people that or like, okay, I can figure out how to get those and go pick them up or whatever. And then the ones that you can choose from my side that I'll be giving away just so that everyone has an opportunity to, to win something, whether they can get it from Arizona or not, are this is beta dimidiata, this is beta rudolins. this is beta forci. I think I said forcii last earlier, forci. And this is a bed of Cochina. And then the other thing that I do have that you could select is I've got some like red uh, Dumbo ears. If you want just a betasplendens, I can get I can send you some of these. I think I've got some uh, some blue mustards, a couple crown tails, maybe a koi and some black dragons. So if you don't want any of the wild type bettas, um, then you can also select uh, some of the betta splendid species I have for my part of the giveaway. Um, looks like Josh is jumping in. Just one more fish with Josh. Make it three drawings, Dan. I will send some green jade shrimp to match the java moss I need to give away. All right, cool. All right, so we'll also do some green jade shrimp from Josh. Um, green. Jade, shrimp, all right, awesome. Thanks, Josh, always appreciate that. So it should be an exciting night. Um, again, I'm not gonna, this time, because of the restrictions on, on um, shipping, I'm not gonna give the code at the top of the hour. I'll, I'll give it later as we do the giveaways, just because I don't want everything to get all confused. Okay, so, With that, um, what else? Oh, I did meet with a gentleman. Um, We are discussing um, him becoming an investor in the company. I told you guys last week that this might be happening. I did meet with him on Saturday. On Monday, he came and and visited the facility and took a look at what we're doing here and everything. And we've been communicating since then. Uh, He does have a piece of land on the river that would work presumably would work really well for what we're trying to do. So um, we're looking at that. I'm getting him some information. Um, I need to get him a formal proposal this Friday. I mean, I've just been Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and tomorrow I'll be just shipping. <laughs> it's, it's about all I can do. Um, it's long days of just shipping and prepping for shipping and stuff. So Friday is my day when I don't ship. So I will sit down and get him the proposal. And I think if we can come to an agreement on, um, the evaluation of the land that he has available, that this might actually work out. So we might, uh, be able to finally have a piece of land that we can build our warehouse on coming up here pretty quick. So nothing's finalized yet. There's still a lot of, that we both have to agree on. Um, so it's not by any means done, but it's progressing and it's it's very exciting. So we'll get there somehow, and this might be the way we get there. We'll see. So anyway, for those that were wondering about that, that's been pretty awesome. Okay. I know it says I'm in top chat, I'm not. I'm in live chat, I promise. And I will now get to your questions and comments and scroll up to see what I can see. Let's see if anyone left a super chat. Gina French did. Gina French throwing down 10 bucks. And look at what it did to me, Gina. So I see you gave the super chat. Oh, there it is, it finally loaded. It just had this like black square. Thank you for the good luck sticker. I appreciate it. I will take all the luck you can send me. Um, Yeah, I'm really hoping that this works out. I'm very excited about that. And, oh, Gina sent that like at lunchtime, a long time ago. Thanks, Gina. I think that's the first time someone sent me a super chat like, way before the stream started so that's new for me thank you and then uh josh throwing down the five bucks and saying he's into the giveaway as well so thank you both for the super chats always appreciated never required but it does make my wife super happy all right so here we go the first question i can see most folks are just telling me the sound is good thank you candy and sakana katana and the rest that are letting me know that the audio is fine because it's been an issue. I'm glad it's working. Uh, Fish Tank Dave. Thank you, Dan, for checking out my unboxing video. I know you're busy, so thanks for taking the time. Hey, you're welcome. Thanks for making the unboxing video. I really appreciate it. Um, it's – I know people do it because they're fun and stuff to make, but also it really helps me I Any mean, every time – there's an unboxing or someone mentions dance fish or something, uh, it helps. And I say that because almost no one ever mentions it or does a video and it turns out to be a negative thing. So as long as I do my job well, then all the unboxings people can put on the internet are just good for me. It just helps spread the word. So I really appreciate it. The best thing anyone can do um, to support the company and our mission and the channel and all that is spread the word. I mean, that's really Well, large investments help too, but um, (laughs) really spreading the word is is super helpful. Orange cones, any baddest, baddest. Orange cones, um, I almost got them, but if I brought in the baddest, baddest on this import, then I wasn't going to be able to bring in like um, some some neat gobies. That's the other thing that I wanted to bring in. Um, So I, I decided to not get the baddest, baddest. And the reason was mostly because i wanted to bring in other stuff and the baddest baddest i can get anytime a lot of this other stuff i can't get any time uh, the baddest baddest i can get through trans pretty regularly without having to do like a full import so it didn't make a lot of sense with all the other stuff available on the import to include the baddest, baddest. And the other reason I decided not to is they need live food, especially at first, uh, for the first week or two, they're not going to eat well on even frozen. Really. They're going to want live food. I only have so much live food available and I'm bringing in pipe fish and puffers and, um, some rare gobies and things. And so kind of All the live food that I can produce is spoken for. So I didn't have enough food to take care of the baddest, baddest properly if I was gonna bring in some of this more rare stuff as well. So that's why, and I'm sorry about that. I know folks want that fish. Um, It just did not make sense um, for this particular round of imports. The import report sounds official. I like it, says Petsotics. It is official. In fact, there used to be a column in TA hf magazine tropical fish hobbies magazine called the import report and my friend uh, stan sung actually wrote that column for quite a while back in the day so um it just flows off the tongue though <laughs> rockford fish keeping the banded barbs are doing great i'm i'm glad to hear it they're one of my favorites they're gorgeous um those black bands and then the, the like iridescent sparkles like little jewels on the black, it's, it's a really cool fish. Nice and peaceful too for a barb. So for folks that have been avoiding barbs because you think they're all aggressive like tiger barbs, but you've always thought that they were pretty, the six-banded barb is a really good one. Um, the five-banded barb, the six-banded barb, those, those species. Nice, pretty barbs, don't get too big and not super aggressive like some of the more domesticated strains of barbs are. Pardon me. My lips are really dry. So I'm going to be putting on lip balm throughout the stream today. Uh, more so even than normal. Tell Half Moon, can you share where you purchase your Brian Shrimp bags? What's best in good brand? Um, honestly, I get them wherever it's cheapest. So this last round I might've got from Gemco, or it might've been Brian Trim. I don't even know. I'll, I'll get on Amazon, I'll get on eBay, I'll go to Brine Shrimp Direct, I'll go to Gemco. I'll just random Google search Brine Shrimp eggs for sale every time, and I'll just get the best deal. And the reason is all the different brands, basically, that originate in the United States anyway, um, are getting Great Salt Lake Brine Shrimp. So they're all coming from the same source. They're all really coming from the same, like, packer and processor. Um, I, I mean, I'm not... I don't have intimate knowledge of the Brian Trump There might be one or two different packers, but it's like it's like a co-packer. So if you sell food in bulk, right? Usually what you do is you go to a co-packer and they it's one company that will create your items and the items for a lot of other stores and a lot of other companies, but it's all processed at the same company, even though it's your brand or like fish food in general. There's a lot of um, fish food brands out there that all come from like the same mill basically that creates the fish food. Now not all of them, there's separate companies that do that but one fish food creation company, one mill might make 20 different brands of fish food that they send out to the for the different companies that have their brand on it so they can sell it as theirs even though it's kind of the same thing. So brine shrimp's kind of the same way. There's um, maybe a couple companies, um, but one company for sure that I know of that collects the brine shrimp eggs and kind of packs them for everybody. So the quality is pretty much the same. If the can says 85 percent or 90 or 95 percent, that's kind of the same across the board. So I honestly don't care what brand it is. I just look for the cheapest. and. I'll, I'll go down to 80% without any problems. I can hatch a lot of brine shrimp in 80% hatch rate and not have any issues. So that's how I do it. It's probably not the best way. Um, if you don't want unhatched shells and stuff, then you might want to go up to 90, 95% hatch rate. But um, for the cost versus the amount of food you get, um, and, and I feed a lot of brine shrimp, so I go through a ton. So I go for the cheap stuff. I honestly don't think any brand's better than another. Edgar Anonymous, we saved the sick gold stripe Corey with the possible swim bladder issue. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that, Edgar. I did it again. I called you Edgar. Igor Anonymous. Awesome. I'm glad that that worked. Uh, do you mind like telling us how you did that? Those those kinds of like uh, swim bladder issues or bloat issues or any of that stuff, that stuff is so... Uh, it's such a crapshoot when you go to treat it, so anytime someone has a success I I love hearing how they did it so I can remember that for when I'm trying to figure it out when it happens to me okay aquatics remember if you have a question or comment for Dan please use the at Dan's fish so it highlights yes also do not spam chat with the same question over and over all right the mods have spoken and they have the power to ban and to time out and do all that so I would I would heed I would heed their uh edict I don't know (laughs) the request because your fish do you want part of oh oh i don't know what part of arizona uh preston john is in i used to um could someone let us know that for folks that are thinking hey i could make a trip down there let's uh let's even get that out there in the chat for folks but i, I used to know and i've forgotten the name of the city i'm sorry good question. I guess I should have thought of that beforehand so I could tell people, but I didn't. <laughs> Gianna plays. All my betta fry died today. I'm so sorry. They were four days old. This is my first time breeding them. Hey, Gianna, we've all been there, especially with betta splendens. Um, that's very typical for the first several spawns. And, and the basic reason is, even if you're pretty good at raising live and things like that, betta splendens fry... Their babies are tiny and to really be successful and raise a, a large portion of a batch, in my experience, you need tiny live foods like paramecium, rotifers, infusoria, things like that. And so that's very typical for someone to try and lose a few until they figure out how to, how to get them to, to eat well. And it's always a trick of how do you get enough food in them because they need to eat all day long but not foul the water. So lots of food, but yet clean water. It's this very delicate balance. You'll figure it out. Just keep trying, keep researching. And the best advice I can give you is tiny live food. If you can grow green water, infusoria paramecium, rotifers, any of that stuff. Um, Some folks have success with really fine powders and things like that, but it's limited. You won't raise nearly as many that way. So I feel you. I've been there. Lots of us have been there. Don't be discouraged. Keep on trying. You'll get there. And it's worth it. It's really fun to raise a batch of bettas. Okay, Karen, Kay, do any of your bettas do okay in hard water? All of my bettas will do okay in hard water. I've, I've kept all these species except for bettiforshi because this is my first time with bettiforshi but I think all the rest I've kept uh, when I lived in very hard water areas. I've honestly never had any problems keeping a soft water fish in hard water. And I know you'll read all kinds of literature and it's, it's in the, the books, it's on the internet and everything that says pH 3.5 to 4.0 or stuff like that or whatever. Um, and it makes it seem like you can't keep them in hard water, but that's never been my experience. As long as the water is clean, they'll thrive. Now, a couple caveats. If they're wild imported fish and they're going straight in your hard water from their peat swamp, which has a pH of 3.5 or whatever, and they've never had to deal with the bacteria and other pathogens that are present in your tank, they're going to need some TLC to get over that hump. But once they've got over that hump, in my experience, uh, wild type betas are, are very hardy, even in hard water. So... Now, breeding is different. They can't all breed successfully in hard water. Um, And Preston John is keeping his macrostoma in RODI water. So very soft water right now. So they're not used to hard water. Um, I I do know people that keep macrostoma in hard water though. But again, um, it's about clean. It's really about clean. And I don't know. Um, I've never kept or bred beta macrostoma. So um, I'll yield the Preston John on whether they need to be kept in soft water or not, because that's one species I've just not tried. I've done lots of different wild type betas, but not the macrostoma. Sand Creek Aquatics 2. Do you have pea puffers? And if you don't, recommendation on where to get them. So I have two right now um sand creek aquatics too if you want them send me an email dan at dancefish.com there are two left from the previous batch that i had they were the runts there it is they were the runts of that batch and so i never sold them um i've kept them in their own little planted five and a half gallon tank just growing them out and getting them fat they're they're not full grown right now but they're good enough size and fat enough that I'd be comfortable shipping them. Um, I I don't necessarily want to list them at at dancefish.com just because there's just two of them, Um, but if you want them, send me an email. Besides that, um, if Steenfot Aquatics still has pea puffers, I know he's trying to uh, sell through some of his stock right now and kind of changing some things up, so, if he has pea puffers, I would highly recommend Steamfought Aquatics. Um, apart from that, I'm, I'm, I know he, i he—I know believe he carries them or carried them if I remember right. Apart from that, I'm not really sure to tell you the truth. Skipper's Aquariums, don't forget to type at Dance Fish, yes. Orange cones, keeping fingers and fins crossed on the facility build, me too. I was mean, gonna happen I don't know exactly when and I don't know exactly the path but it would be super nice if this was the path and it could happen now like that would be that'd be a, a great to be able to start progress on that. And by the way the numbers look really well we as of a couple of weeks ago we'd already made uh, more sales in 2020 than we made the entirety of 2019. So and that includes all the messiness with COVID And the inability to import or sell much the first several months of the year and stuff. So even with all those snafus, we're already well ahead of last year. So things are going in the right direction. I'm very encouraged and I want to thank everybody who's helped in any way whether you purchased or told your friends or were just an active good part of the community or helped people that were new to tanks because the more people would get keeping tanks, the more fish I can sell, you know whatever. Um, thanks for all your help. Mega Mindy Lou. I got a new toy this week an electric oh an electronic PHTDS um, EC. Is that hardness, like electronic conductivity Uh, and temperature meter? Found out that I have super hard water, like over 500 ppm. The fish look great, but should I try to soften it somehow? I wouldn't. So a couple things. First off, on those electronic meters, check to see if you have to calibrate it. Most of them you have to calibrate. So if you have not calibrated it and it does need to be calibrated, which I suspect it probably does, then... That can be giving you false readings in a major way. If it does not need to be calibrated or it has been calibrated, um, then ignore all that. But that, that's something that often people run into when they get their first electronic uh, test kits. And the other thing I would say is I would not worry about the hardness, honestly. I've kept fish in facilities that had such hard water that the calcium carbonate would frost the tank, would clog all the valves. It was almost like precipitating out of the water. Not quite, but it was super hard. And we could keep lots of stuff in there very healthy. Um, In fact, at the aquarium Veterinarian Conference, this this question was discussed. And basically, the idea was that uh, the more electrolytes and minerals in the water, basically the easier on the fish. Now I'm sure there's some tipping point where that gets over, but in Los Angeles, my uh, my TDS, which I know isn't quite PPM, but my TDS was well over 900, um, sometimes even above that, 950, even above that. And I didn't have any problems with things like wild type bettas and, and other soft water fish. So in my experience, it's better to use what you have and keep it clean than the chase parameters. The caveat to that is if you want to breed, if you want to breed a fish, then you're going to need to cut your hard water with RO or RODI, something soft. Um, Not for every species. I mean, African cichlids uh, and lots of other fish don't need that. But for soft water species, if you're having trouble getting them to breed in the hard water, then cutting it and softening it can help. But other than that, I personally have never run into a case where chasing parameters was better than using what I had and keeping it clean. I'm sure there's edge cases, but I don't think you're, you're there. And, and I also suspect that you might need to calibrate your instrument. Brian Klimazewski, did I say it? Did I get it? Brian Klimaszewski. That's what I'm going with. Thanks for posting the other fish and letting us know. Just picked up the rest of the Atinjo, which I wanted. Super Chat for Make Brenda Happy. <laughs> thanks, Brian. I appreciate it. Um, thanks so much for the Super Chat and for the order. And just so everyone knows, I did, um, I guess I should tell you, I did bring in more Centaniensis just because... How often can you find that fish? More of the Atinjo, more of the Avis Creek, and more of the Blair eye, and more of the Gertrude Decai. At least I ordered them. I mean, they'll arrive if they arrive, but the fill rate was super good last time. So if the fill rate's on par, then, then a lot of people that missed out, um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get more stuff, so you can get what you wanted guppy fish nerd got some limia perugiae gonna do a video on them i ended up getting some fry from the one female i'm glad you could find them that's a fish i used to keep it's awesome i really like it um i don't know if greg sage has any available but for anyone looking for a cool limia the limia perugiae is right up there it's easy they basically breed as easily as platies. good yields of fry and all that um, and the pictures don't do them justice. I know I say this about a lot of fish, but with Perugia especially, most of their good looks have to do with their iridescence. It's almost like this light blue mirror sheen across the body. And then they have lemon yellow fins. And that, that, that whole mirror kind of sheen, that, which was really stunning in person, doesn't show up in pictures and videos. But that's a cool one. It's a hearty one. And um, I'm glad you could find some. It's one I kind of wish I still had, but. Mitchell Broom. Mitchell, I have this sinking feeling that I called you Michelle in a previous live stream. If I did, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Any more of the less common pseudomugil coming anytime soon? So I ordered, um, I did order the Dekai, Gertrude Dekai. I ordered Tenelis, Fricada I ordered some wild-caught Celebes. I know they're not rare, but these are wild-caught, so they're gonna, they're, they're a little special. Um, some location-specific Signifer rainbow fish collected from Gap Creek. You can see Gap Creek's occasionally uh, a, rainbow, a real rainbow fish nerd will breed some and have some available, but most people can't get them. So I ordered some of those. Again, signifers are not like super rare, but a specific location point from them instead of just the standard old um, um, aquarium strain is kind of neat. Um, Nueva Genia, I believe is how you say it. That's that's another one I ordered. Um, more Polluticola. And then there is another pseudomugil whose name I f- totally forget, which I've never seen in person before that I ordered as well. So I think there's like five species coming in. Um, I think more luminatus as well. So of, of the five or six that I ordered, the fricata and the luminatus are kind of um, I, you, your standard ones. All the rest are either super rare or location specific. So they have a collection point with them. And even the luminatus and fricata, the... The gentleman that, that I'm working on to get this import in, the, the, the gentleman who is sourcing this fish for me, um, has collected a lot of this stuff. So even though it's not got a location, it's probably better quality and closer to the wild form than we'll find from most sources. I'm really happy with this guy. So yeah, lots coming. I love pseudomogils. Anytime I can, I find one, i I'll, I bring them in just cause except for cyanodorsalis. I, I don't want to deal with brackish water, <laughs> but pretty much anything else. If I see it, I get it. Orange cones, my headstanders spawned. No way. That's amazing. i I've, I've never seen them spawn. I wonder if they're spawning. I didn't think they were. How did they do it? Did they lay them on leaves on a plant or did they like just scatter them around like, you know, typical tetra style? Or did they like dig a little pit in the sand or the gravel and lay them in there? I don't know how headstanders spawn, but that's awesome. I'm so glad to hear that. I'm glad that you got them. They're one of my favorite fish and they just don't sell well. So I'm glad you got them and I'm glad they spawned for you. And I'm glad that you're uh, experiencing them. Yeah. T-Shot. Hi Dan, I'm starting a community tank in a 55 gallon. I'm interested in electric blue akara. Can one live alone in a community tank? Yes. I have rummy tetras. Would the akara eat them? Um, so yeah, you can totally keep akara either alone or in groups. Um, they're They're very versatile that way, and they'll only bother your rummy nose if they can, like, slurp them down, as with any fish. Like, if a fish fits in another fish's mouth, it's going to be there. But a full-grown rummy nose with a full-grown electric blue acara, I don't think would be a problem. So, it depends. If you get a large acara and a small rummy nose, then, yeah, that could be a problem. are get big enough and fast enough that you can even keep them with discus and things like that, as long as they're full grown and not little. Chandra Sakar, I have, oh, in fact, before I get to Chandra, the last fish that I'm thinking of possibly adding to this tank behind me is some blue Akara, just to get some blue in there. So I might... I might add, I've got a big batch of blue acara that are doing great that I got from Kent. Thank you again, Kent. And um, I don't know, I think like seven of them or so in here might be an interesting addition. I was thinking like maybe some big blue diamond discus or blue turquoise discus or something, but, but I think I might go with the blue acara. They are a cool fish, electric blue acara. Now to Chandra. Or is it Chandra? I'm going with Chandra. Chandra Sikar. I have planaria and hydra in my new planted tank. What do you recommend to treat the tank? I have snails in my tank. So not sure what fenbendazole will do to them. Oh, so Chandra, there was um, at the latest vet conference I attended, there was a medicine that they said will kill planaria. I forget off the top of my mind the top of my head what it is. However, what I would suggest is that you don't kill off the planaria. I would think of them as snails. Planaria don't harm fish. Um, If anything, they will be snacks for fish. Not all species will eat them, but there's several that will. And another reason I wouldn't is because they're acting like snails. So they're eating Leftover food, leftover organic matter and things like that. They're getting down in the gravel. If you have gravel or whatever, and getting in all the little nooks and crannies. There's probably a lot. If you're seeing several, there's probably a lot more down in the gravel. I am, I'm imagining you have gravel in, in in all the little hiding spaces. So if you put in a medicine and kill them, you might create a pretty massive die off and get an ammonia spike and, and run into issues. So what I would suggest is... Um, if they're booming, it's due to plentiful food. So I, I would cut down the amount you're feeding um, and that will gradually temper away the um, amount of plenary in the tank. So that would be my suggestion. Um, what are some fish that would eat them? You could add a puffer will definitely eat them. I think loaches will eat them. Um, I think some of the Garami species would eat them. I I don't remember off the top of my head, but you could add a fish to eat them too. But I know there is a medicine that will kill them. I don't know if, I don't remember what it was, but I have a feeling it would also kill your snails. If it kills planaria, I'm guessing it would kill your snails. I don't remember for sure though. And, um, but my suggestion would be to not do that because you could get issues. Of course, if you want to do that anyway, folks, if you have had planaria and you have found a medication or something that will kill them, um, would you post it down below so Chandra can use it if, if they decide they still want to? Um, totally up to you, Chandra, of course. Audrey Sampson, which of the three giveaway bettas you, of yours are the easiest to keep and what size tank do a trio need. So none of them get very big. The largest are probably the Demidiata, but they're still not too big. Males, two, two and a half inches, maybe with the big extended tail fins that they get, uh, maybe three inches, but like body size, like two inches, even like a big male. Um, the other ones are like Cochina and stuff. You're talking, I don't know, maybe two inches max. They're small fish in a, let's see your, um, the question was, what size tank do a trio need? You could keep any of them in a 10-gallon on up easy. Some of them you could keep in a 5.5-gallon as well. So if it's well-planted, you could probably keep all of them in a 5.5-gallon. But um, the Dimiti ought to get a little bigger. So I don't know, 10-gallon and up, we'll say. Mega Lou, I'm treating that chubby white cod with some general cure yes she's still alive i've only lost one so far day two tomorrow of meds i hope it works for you mindy lou i hope they do well um i'm glad she made it often once they you know kind of get like that then it's they're not long for this world but it sounds like she's plugging along so i i've got my fingers crossed for you thanks for the update zach billings just a moment zach Um, I'm gonna go ahead and get one of the giveaways going. It's going to be for um, Just One More Fish with Josh. So this one will be for some plants, no, sorry, some jade shrimp, green jade shrimp. So if you would like to be entered to win some green jade shrimp from Just One More Fish with Josh, enter hashtag jade in the comments. And in a few minutes, we'll do the giveaway for, for, for that specific item. And then in a little while, we'll do one of the other items. And we'll kind of proceed thus. So, hashtag Jade to enter the giveaway um, for Josh's Green Jade Shrimp. And thanks again, Josh, for doing that. I missed a super chat from Nurse Beckis. It's 19 and it says you are... I'm something, (laughs) I'm I'm sure I'll see it. Oh wait, can I see it up here? I can, you are amazing. Look, look, all I had to do is click that and it shows me, the more you know. Thank you, Nurse Beckus. I appreciate you and all the super chats help so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thanks for the super chats and for being an awesome member of the community. And Fishroom Fever left one. Let's see if I can find that one. No, it's only showing me Nurse Beckus's. Okay, I'll get there, Fishroom Fever. I see that Fishroom Fever left me a super chat. Thanks so much. I, I can't read what it says, though, but thanks for the super chat. Always appreciated. Never required, but it makes Brenda super happy. Okay. Zach Billings, would wild type beta go well in a 125-gallon tank with keyhole cichlids, serpent loaches, cardinal tetras, oblivion rampare, and one Amazon puffer? Um, if I was to do that of the ones that I have, I would do the beta dimidiata or the beta picta. They're a little more assertive. They're a little bulkier. Um, the cochina, the rutilins and the foursheet are all kind of long, really kind of slender, smaller, daintier, I guess is how I would describe it. So yes, I think that the Dimediata would be my first choice, and the Picta would be a second choice for that. And absolutely, I think that they could go just fine in that tank, especially the Dimediata. Um, If the keyhole cichlids are full-grown, how big is their mouth? Just to be on the safe side, unless the keyholes are fairly small, then I would say dimidiata, just because they're bigger and less likely to get eaten. Um, Alisan, AS, hey, yes, have you seen any ametitolania autoflava? Ametitolania autoflava. Don't know what that is. Let's all learn together. Let's see here. I'm going to... Close. Oh, and the beta macrostoma can definitely hold their own in there. Um, although, I personally, I would put them in their own tank, at least for quite a while uh, to get them going. Okay, let's see what this fish is. Oh, okay. It's a cichlid. No wonder I didn't know what it was. I'm guessing it is... I'm sorry, I don't I don't know anything, obviously, about that fish. So the question was, have you seen them? Local supplier offered them but are sold out. I, I don't even know what they are, so I don't think I've ever seen them. I'm sorry. Unless they, are they like, what's their common name on the list? So is it like a rainbow cichlid or something like that? Um, but by the scientific name, I don't know what they are. Um, fishy on Fish ion, fish in um, any baddest? No, I'm sorry. I don't. I, I explained why earlier in the stream. So on the replay, you can check that out. But I did not bring any in this import. Eric M. Any experiences of getting rid of red hydra? Are they a threat to my fish? So I, I don't know what red hydra is. I'm just imagining they're normal hydra, but are a red color. Um, so Hydra are definitely a threat to Fry in really small fish like that. Adults, not so much, but yes, they'll, they'll definitely kill Fry. And I've killed, I've killed off Hydra before with um, Flubendazole. Um, I think Fenbendazole would probably do it as well. Um, yeah, Flubendazole worked. I don't know if, I'm curious if praziquantel would do it as well, but Flubendazole for sure. You know, use use the higher end of the dose on that, and it's going to take a little while, but Flubendazole has done it for me in the past. Igor Anonymous. Oh, chat just jumped, Igor. So hang on. Let's see if I can get to that one. Nope. Igor, it jumped like super far, and I can't even get back there. So the next one that I can see is from Sakana Katana. It says would any of the wild bettas do well in the community tank? And um, if you left a question or comment above that and below where I just got cut off, then uh, please leave it below and I'll try to get back to it. But I'm sorry the chat jumped. I literally can't scroll up any further. So a lot of you, I I can't see what you asked. I'm sorry about that. before I get to Sakana, let's go ahead and do this giveaway. We have 118 eligible users. This is for Just One More Fish with Josh, who's giving away some jade shrimp. So the winner of that is Doc Wi-Fi. Doc Wi-Fi, if you're here, please let us know you're here within the next minute. And we will, let me write that down. I'm gonna assume you're here. Wi-Fi, so I can keep all these straight. Green jade shrimp. Shrimp from Josh. Okay. All right. So, Doc Wi Fi, come on in. Let us know if you're here. I don't see Doc Wi Fi yet. Oh, yes, you're here. Awesome. Duck Wi-Fi, you have won green jade shrimp from Josh. If you would email me, dan at dansfish.com, then I'll get you in touch with Josh so you guys can figure out the shipping details. And thanks for playing. Awesome. Oh, sorry. I don't think I was sharing the screen when I did that. Um, There's a belated share. (laughs) Sorry about that. Okay, we'll do um, another giveaway in a little bit. Sakana Katana, would any of the wild bettas do well in a community tank? Um, Any of the ones from me, I would go ahead and put in a community tank as long as they're going with other fish that are not too fast to the food, are appropriate size, and are peaceful. One thing about bettas is they're a lot slower to the food than a lot of your other fish, like a horde of danios or something like that. So even if like glow light danios or tin winnie they're small enough and they're peaceful enough but they're too fast i wouldn't put them in with something like that or if i did it wouldn't it would be in a tank where there's only a few of those um fish so they don't get out competed apart from that they'll do well um, with most small peaceful fish the macrostoma are a pretty special case i don't know if i would i mean you can you can definitely keep macrostoma in a community tank if they're with Other peaceful fish that will not compete them, same rules, but they're just so, they're just such a score, (laughs) you know, (laughs) you just never get them. And when you do, they're very expensive. And when you do, they're usually not bred and raised by a hobbyist, which is how you want to get them because then they're rock solid. But, um, that's one that I personally would just keep by itself, at least for the first, uh, month or so until I knew they were like used to everything and they wouldn't be super stressed if I added a couple fish to their tank or something. Mike Stamba, what is your treatment for velvet or fungus on plecos? Well, velvet and fungus are two very different things. I I hate to say this because it's kind of a nasty medicine, but the only thing I found that works consistently on velvet is copper. So get yourself a, a chelated copper, um, something like the Mardell, um, copper safe is one that I've used with great success. Um, when it's chelated, it's a lot safer than when it's not. And so that's what I would go with. You're going to need a bear tank, no filter, no nothing, just a bare hospital tank with an air stone. Um, if they're fish that need cover, you can put in like synthetic yarn mops or plastic plants or PVC pipes or something like that. But you don't want it biologically active. Put them in there, put in the appropriate dose of the chelated copper as per the instructions, and um, turn off the lights because velvet is photosynthetic, so it, it, it's, uh, it's charged up and powerful when it gets a lot of light. And um, don't feed the fish in there. And I would leave them in there for a week to 10 days. So. That's the only way I know of to consistently and fairly reliably wipe out velvet, but copper's no joke. And sometimes it can be toxic to fish, especially when they're already stressed and things, but it's the only thing I found that will work. There's lots of medicines out there that have velvet on the label, like your ick medicines and things. And it always ticks me off, honestly, because they don't work on velvet. At least, In all my years of fish keeping, I've never had those products work. So I I hate it when it's like, I don't know, some general ick medicine and they say it treats like the entire world, including velvet. Not true, not for me. So copper. Now fungus, for fungus, I would use a standard ick medicine, something like Mardell Quick Cure or Hikari Ickex, something that's a formalin and malachite green uh, mix. That generally works fairly well on a lot of the funguses. Clean water is paramount. So whatever you do, keep the water really clean. And usually, not always, there's things that happen that are out of our control. But often um, infections of like protozoans or funguses and things like that, These a lot of these are opportunistic uh, infections. So they happen when there's stress like shipping or, or parameters are off. So the fish is stressed and its immune system is down or the tank is kind of dirty. Like a lot of anything that's like bioactive. So there's different types of mole and detritus and things in tanks, right? There's stuff that's pretty inert, almost like peat moss that is going to take forever to break down and does not provide a lot of food for microorganisms and then there's stuff like fresh fish poop and uneaten food and freshly decaying plant matter and things like that that's what i call like bioactive mole or detritus that stuff tons of little protozoans and funguses and stuff live in that and eat that stuff and they will get to a certain population level where they can attack your fish normally they're not a problem and they're normally in almost every aquarium and they're just part of the ecosystem. But if the tank is dirty, and I'm not saying your tank's dirty, I'm just talking generally um, here, but when that stuff is not kept under control and the tank isn't kept clean, then there's a ton of food for those organisms. Sometimes the population booms to the point they'll infect fish just because the fish's immune system can't handle the onslaught. So just some thoughts on fungus. But the best thing i found for fungus, and I'm no expert on fungus because I hardly ever run into it. But when I do, my go-to is a formalin and malachite-based ick medicine. Malachite green-based ick medicine. All right. Well, sorry, everybody who's, who's um, comment or question or super chat or whatever got jumped. <laughs> I really feel bad about that. However, I can't. Oh, T Shot left me a deuce. I can see it now. Thank you, T Shot. What an honor. (laughs) So did Fishroom Fever. Thank you, Fishroom Fever. What an honor. Um, (laughs) Chattanooga Ed beating me in the face with a fox cat. Thanks, Ed. I appreciate you. I hope you're doing well. Um, I can't wait to see the videos and stuff that that I think are going to be made. With you and Bob and Ginger and the, the whole Tennessee Mafia when Danikin Aquatics comes down. I can't wait. I've been so busy today. I haven't checked to see if any of that's happened yet. But once it does, I'm going to be watching for sure. Um, and also, I'm going to be I haven't had time yet, but um, I'm going to be watching the replay of the live stream you did with Bob Kaler on. Uh, was it Sunday? Uh, fairly recently. So good to see you. Glad you're out there. Thanks for punching me in the face. <laughs> the Chubby Guppy, nine ninety nine, and a thumbs up hippo, I think. Thank you. Thank you for the super chat. Always appreciated. Never required. You know what? I haven't taken a moment to thank my mods. Thank you, everybody. I appreciate you being here. Appreciate my mods so much. Uh, love you guys. Just thank you. Even Lumpy Dog. Lumpy Dog, I finally got the joke about the text. Did I see the text you sent me last week? I finally got it. It was like 3 a.m. that night, um, where I was in a light sleep thing and the thought hit my head and I was like, oh, duh. So sometimes I'm slow. What can I say? (laughs) But where would we be without Lumpy Dog and his humor? Um, Preston, John, you probably already left it, but if you didn't, would you mind letting folks know what area of Arizona you're in so they can decide if if they're able to make the drive or not? So when we do the giveaway for the macrostoma, uh, folks can make an informed decision of if they should enter or not. Um, I'm trying to kind of weed it out so that we don't get a lot of entries of folks that it actually can't work out for. And then we have this big sorting issue at the end. So folks know that uh, to get the macrostoma, they have to be able to get them from Arizona and that you won't ship. And so knowing kind of the area they would have to go to could be helpful. Okay. Rockford Fishkeeping. Would the banded barbs be able to go in a 10-gallon with a male betta, a nerite snail, small pleco, and large amano shrimp? I think so. My question is, what kind of male betta? Um, with a placat I don't think that would be any problem Um, with a half moon or a veil tail or a delta tail like full finnage type rose tail that kind of stuff uh, long fin variety um, maybe it, it could totally work but have a plan b ready so some fish are totally fine with that and other fish that tail is like a lure to them and just like a a spinner for a trout, right? And they see that action and they can't help it. I don't know what it would be like with the banded barbs. They might be just fine, but they also might nip at something like that. So just have a plan B. They're very peaceful though. But even there's lots of tetras that'll shred betta fins. And and it's not like species specific. I've had plenty of bettas I've kept with neons, no problem. But I've had other neons that would shred a beta. So there's so many variables um, of how the tank's set up, um, how everyone feels that day, who's introduced first, um, who's kind of king of the castle first, things like that. So it's not even species specific. Sometimes it's uh, situation specific. But plan B for sure on that one. Let's try again. Yeah. it. Sorry guys. Chat jumps so much that a lot of you, I'm simply not going to be able to scroll up to see your question or comment. So please do leave it again down below. Wait, I saw lumpy dog up here. Something about game of Thrones. What was that? Hang on. <laughs> Can I find it real quick? no no don't see it all right let's do the second giveaway so the second giveaway will be the bettas from me that i'm giving away your choice of dimidiata Rudolins, cochina Forshi, or picta five species you can choose from they're all peaceful fish they're all used to flakes and pellets and rapashi and algae wafers and sinking pellets and all that stuff and um They'll do fine in a community tank, provided the other species they're with are small and peaceful and aren't super fast to the food. So let me come up with a, hang on, giveaway for that. And the giveaway for that will do. Yeah, we're going to keep it simple. We're going to call it Dan's Bettas. No possessive. No, that'll throw people. Ah, I never know if I should make it possessive or not, which is easier. Well, that's correct. So we'll make it correct. So Dan's bettas with a possessive, D-A-N apostrophe S, bettas. Um, and that'll enter you into uh, the drawing for the bettas that I'm going to give away. Just so you have an opportunity, if you can't get them from Arizona, uh, to, still, to still win some kind of beta, Because I don't want... You did not be able to win anything, so throwing that in there. And then the last one we'll do in a bit is the better macrostoma from Preston John. Um, We'll wait a bit for that. 262 viewers, so the odds are good, but the goods are odd, (laughs) as they say. (laughs) And while um, last week, folks were talking about the archer fish and stuff, so I thought it would be cool, and I think now is a good time, to... Um, I'm gonna raise up the camera a bit here and do a quick feed so you can see how cool these guys are. Okay, let me turn up the mic a bit so it picks me up from back here. Hopefully that's high enough. We won't do this really for a long time, but look how fast these guys, look how fast these guys are to the food. So these are carnivore sinking pellets from Hikari and they sink, but they're not gonna get a chance. Look at that, gone. Like any, any movement at the surface, and they're so cued into surface movements because they're insect feeders, right? That any movement is just, it's like instant. So I'll often sit at the desk here and like just go, just go like this. <laughs> it's just fun. <laughs> I know, they're, they're so much fun. I love these fish. I'll give them a few more. They ate this morning, but I didn't give them their afternoon feeding because I I knew we might do this. So anyway, just a little fun. Don't usually do that, but we were talking about them last week, so I thought that could be cool. All right, let me turn my mic back down so I don't blow out any ears. Get the camera back and... Just like that, we are back. Okay. So I'm going to scroll up and see what questions or comments I missed. Victoria Artists, hi. I remember, I think I remember, you saying in the unboxing video that you brought in clown killie fish with the import, but they didn't do well. Did any make it that might become available for sale? Nope. I don't have any. Um... They melted down within it like a day. So I do not know what happened. It's the, that's the the worst part of this whole thing. And so I'm not getting clown killies anymore. I was hoping, basically I love clown killies and I've kept lots of them in the past over the years and never had a problem for some reason. I've never been able to keep them since I moved here to Sheridan, Wyoming. I don't know what it is, um, So anytime I find a new supplier of Clown Killies, I try them just to see if the ones from that supplier will do okay for me here. So far, none of them have. And even the ones that have made it, I haven't shipped because I've never been confident that they would ship well enough, that they would do okay. Like they hold on, but I can tell that once I put them through the stress of shipping, it's going to be a big problem. So I just don't. So I don't have any to ship you. I'm sorry. I'll I'll try again. I, I, I don't know. So for clown killifish, I would recommend that folks go to uh, Steenfot Aquatics. I don't know if he has them right now, but he usually does. They're a fish he tries to keep in stock. And folks have great luck with his. So whoever his supplier is, um, he can get good ones from. So Steenfot Aquatics is where I would send you. Sorry, I wish I could. They're one of my favorite fish of all time, (laughs) but I, I once I know they don't do well from a given supplier, I don't order them more just because I don't want to needlessly, you know, harm fish. Isaac Cornstubble, don't know if you answered me earlier, but are you getting any more Epistogramma anytime soon? Hunting for breeding pairs. I'm not, Isaac. Um, the the Epistos I got from this supplier uh, last order came in really shaky and didn't do well either. So I did not reorder pistos from, from this gentleman. I think, I mean, I've, I've got one or two suppliers where it's, it's a little bit of a crap shoot, but the odds are good that I'll get decent pistos from them. So occasionally I'll bring some in, but I think until I can do an import from Colombia or Peru or something, um, getting a a good group of different pistos in, like I am the rainbow fish right now is kind of, off the table, just because there's lots of people that will supply you epistos. There's very few that will supply you good, hardy epistos. So I'm hoping if I go direct directly to the collector, I can solve that problem, but it's going to be a while. With COVID right now, um, they're only shipping to Florida and I don't have, um, my network in Florida, as far as having someone there that could then get them and send them to me, because that's the only place they'll ship from Columbia and South America right now. Um, I, I don't have that person and I don't know that person, so I'm not doing it right now. Let me dog the yellow albino pleco I got from you have matured and spawned. Boom! Lots of little yellow pleco babies everywhere. Awesome. It's a sight for sore eyes. I, I mean, my favorite pleco, I know it's lame to a lot of pleco heads but my favorite pleco is just an albino bushy nose they just they're beautiful i know they're common i get it but they're pretty and they're hardy and they're awesome so i'm glad they're doing well for you lumpy dog that's great news (laughs) kyle c okay what are your thoughts on using salt instead of other types of meds to combat opportunistic sorts of illnesses so Salt is great for helping a fish maintain its osmotic pressure. I'm not saying the studies don't exist, but I haven't yet read a study where um, salt does a great job killing illnesses. There's a caveat to this. You can do a salt dip with freshwater fish when you first get them or periodically if there's an issue. You can take them out of the tank and do a salt dip. And I I don't do it this way, so I don't have those um, proportions. I don't remember the concentration of salt that you use. But you can do that, and you dip them for a little while, and then you take them out. Just like you would with the saltwater fish and freshwater. It's just the reverse of that. And that can help combat some of the protozoans and things that come in on the skin. Um, So that could be helpful. Apart from that, like treating bacterial infections, I highly doubt it. Uh, Treating lots of things I doubt it, especially when it's not a concentrated bath, like if it's just adding some salt to your aquarium. Where salt definitely helps though, is if a fish is fighting a disease or is under stress or is freshly arrived, so stress from shipping or whatever, salt helps them maintain osmotic pressure. So a good portion of the fish's energy Think of a fish like a battery, okay? It's it's a battery, and it can put out, I don't know, let's say, this is a lot, but for easy math, let's say it can put out 10 watts, this battery. Let's say that three of those watts go to helping the fish maintain its osmoregulation. Let's say that three of those watts go to maintaining its immune system, and then the other goes to, I don't know, energy for swimming and and hunting for a mate, and all the other stuff that fish do, okay? But three go to osmotic regulation and three go to uh, immune system maintenance, okay? Let's say that's the case. Well, when a fish is stressed, its immune system shrinks down. So maybe instead of three units of energy for its immune system, it's down to just one. That's a problem. What we can do, though, by adding salt to the water is decrease how much energy it takes the fish to maintain its osmotic regulation from three down to one. So we just freed up two more units of energy that it can put back into its immune system and get it back up to three. This isn't a perfect analogy, but there's a finite amount of energy that a fish has. A lot of it goes to maintaining its osmotic homeostasis. When it's stressed, if we can add salt to the water, then less energy has to go to osmotic homeostasis regulation and can be put into things like the immune system. So that's where salt's really beneficial. Think of it as like a tonic to help a fish maintain its osmoregulation during times of stress or illness. Um, apart from that, I'd have to read papers and and know for sure, but a lot of the things fish deal with are internal and there's no way that salt is going to help it anything that's inside the fish whatsoever because by the time that happens the salt doesn't break that barrier and the salinity inside the fish itself doesn't change a bunch if you add salt to the water if that makes sense so for external parasites a salt dip can can help some but it's not a cure-all for sure so that's my thoughts on it but definitely helpful if you don't have plants in your tank and you get new fish in uh Every time I put five grams per liter of salt in the water when I get new fish, Uh, unless it's a heavily planted tank or something. But that's why we have quarantine tanks and other tanks we can we can do that with. Sand Creek Aquatics 2, is there a site other than Get Gills that you can see all the fish you have? I only sell on Get Gills at the moment. Um, I used to sell on eBay and Aquabid and all that as well. But right now it's just Get Gills. Um, Every now and then I post on Aquabid, but it's been a long time. And honestly, half of why I do that is so that folks on Aquabid become aware of GetGills because in my Aquabid postings, there's a link to GetGills. So it's not that I'm cheating on GetGills. It's more like a PR awareness thing, honestly. Um, Every now and then, though, if a fish just doesn't sell for me at my store on GetGills, I can throw it up on Aquabid on auction just to just to sell it and see what it'll go for. Um, sometimes I bring fish in and I think they'll sell and they never do. And so it's like, well, let's see if I can put it as an auction on Aquabit and let's see what happens. And sometimes that works out. Usually it doesn't, but sometimes it does. It's very rare that I'll post on Aquabit these days. So nope, just dancefish.com, which is a store on GetGills. Vranid guy, are rhinogobius ribromaculatus better in a group or solo? Are they good for community tank provided nothing that could eat them? Do they need really high flow? Are they okay in warm water? Okay, so Vranid guy, um, let's start with the first question, which is, are they okay solo or do they need groups? Um, they're okay either way. They're fine solo. If they are in groups, it's kind of cool because then they display to each other a lot, and so you will enjoy it more if they're in groups. It's because there'll be a lot of mouth gaping and S-curving and fin displaying and shaking and stuff like that. It's pretty cool. But gobies do find solitary as well. Um, and they'll do fine in a community tank provided nothing could eat them for sure. Or they can't eat anything as well. They have big mouths for their size. And they don't need really high flow. I'm keeping mine in a tank with a sponge filter and um, a box filter. And I've done that with all kinds of Rhino gobius, including these. And the White Cheeks and the uh, Yaoshinensis and uh, all of them that I've kept. And are they okay in warm water? They are. I think I would say they're okay in warm water up to the low 80s. I wouldn't go much above 82 degrees. And make sure that it's well oxygenated. That doesn't mean necessarily high flow. Um, There's times in this room during the heat of the summer that it gets 80, 82 degrees-ish and I just make sure that the sponge filter is really cranking and and I keep my water really clean. I think that's the key. A lot of times we can have good flow or, or a lot of bubbles in the water but if the tank's really dirty and there's a lot of microorganisms in there and bacteria and stuff in there, all those microorganisms uptake a lot of oxygen out of the water column. So keep it clean and I think you'll be fine Mm -hmm. um, even if all you have is sponge filters. They're awesome fish. In my experience, rhinogobius are really hardy, really easy fish, especially once they're trained to eat pellets and stuff. Okay, so this next giveaway, we're going to do the drawing um, for the penultimate drawing of the evening. Um, This is for Betas that you can get from me at dancefish.com. You can choose from Betta de Rudolins, forshi Cochina, or Picta. I'll send you a trio and I can ship them anywhere in the continental United States. If you're in Alaska or Hawaii, I can ship to you, but you might have to pitch in a little bit for shipping. Um, it costs like a box that cost me $30 to ship to the United States easily cost me $60, $65 to send to Hawaii. So I would just ask that you help make up the difference. Um, one day when we have the warehouse and we're a little bigger and we can afford it, then then I can probably bring Hawaiian stuff in without, without saying you have to help with shipping. <laughs> but for now, it's only the continental United States, really. Um, so... Um, If you would like to win some of those bettas, then we will do the drawing here. So we have 88 eligible users for that one. And the winner is Jessica Taylor. Jessica, you've won a trio of bettas from me. If you would let us know that you're here, then um, we'll get you set up. So while we're waiting for Jessica, I want to talk about the next drawing we're gonna do. It's a very special giveaway. From Preston John Aquatics. It's for five beta macrostoma. That's right. Preston John is giving away five beta macrostoma that he bred and raised. All right, Jessica, I see that you got here. Awesome. They're yours. Send me an email dan at dancefish.com. Let me know which species you want. Give me your first and last name and your mailing address, and I'll send those out um, next week and I'll, I'll let you know exactly when we'll do that. Okay, so back to the. Um, Back to the drawing. Hang on, Jessica Taylor One, the dance fish bettas. Oh, and Jessica, if you want any of the betta splendens I have, I don't have them listed on the website right now, but I have some Dumbo ears, I have some crown tails, some blue mustards, or maybe they're green mustards. These are all females. Um, some black dragons. I might have a koi female left. And then I've got some royal blue male placots as well. Um, so if you want some beta splendens, let me know and I can, I can get more in the weeds with you about that. Okay. So the next giveaway will be the beta macrostoma from Preston John. The, they're captive bred and raised. They're eating flake foods and, and other prepared foods. I imagine he feeds them live and frozen too. But the point is, they're they're gonna they're used to captivity they're gonna eat well for you and things like that Uh, they need a tightly fitting lid because they're expert jumpers Um, that goes with the bettas that i'm giving away as well that goes with all wild type bettas expert jumpers even through the tiniest little crack or a little gap or whatever they'll find it and they'll jump out of it so be aware of that and the main thing to be aware of is that preston john does not ship fish So if you're going to enter to win the beta macrostoma, uh, you're going to have to be able to get them from Arizona. Uh, Go pick them up, or maybe you have a friend in Arizona that ships fish, I don't know exactly how you'll do it, but um, you'll have to be able to get them picked up from Preston John somehow. So that's the big caveat for this giveaway. So please only enter for the beta macrostoma if you can meet that caveat that Preston John won't ship them, okay? But besides that, um, we'll go ahead and do that. So, to enter to win five beta macrostoma from Preston John, the hashtag is MacMe, M A C M E. So, macrostoma me, but short, right? Mac me i thought about doing like mac the knife or something but that was too long so (laughs) all right so if you enter mac me m-a-c-m-e it's a hashtag in the chat if you can get to arizona um, or somehow have them picked up from preston john in arizona then you can enter to win those Okay. Scrolling through here to look for more questions and comments to kill the last few minutes while we wait for that giveaway to take effect. Hang on. There's a lot. There we go. New Mexico aquatics. Hey, little Bobby. My wife likes your dad jokes. (laughs) Wish my kids did. (laughs) Dad jokes are never appreciated until you're a dad. (laughs) Until you're a parent. Yeah. I love getting on YouTube with the kids and we'll watch videos of dad jokes and it's just hilarious to watch him go like, "Ah, ah, ah." and I'm like cracking up in the corner. (laughs) Um, Okay. For some reason, uh, Joseph DeLuca, can you get any spotted Congo puffers from Preston John? Um, Preston supplies his spot. You can get his spotted Congo puffers from... The Cichlid Shack, I believe. Um, Okay, so I'll link that here for you. Yeah, so here is the URL to the Cichlid Shack. I don't know if there's any available right now or not, but when they are available, that's where they're available at, or at least they were, last I knew. H.C. Aqua, would bristlenose plecos ship okay without using compressed oxygen? Yes. Um, so the way I would do that, Jesse, the, the big uh, problem to solve with bristle nose is they have really long intestines and it takes a while to clear them. So the best way I've found to do it is to put them in the shipping bag like two days before you're gonna ship them. And then once or twice a day, do 100% water change in the bag. And The reason I put them in the bag is because if I leave them in the tank they'll find stuff to eat no matter what I do. They'll find something to eat, a little piece of algae, a little piece of detritus, something. So um, that's how I do it and as long as you've done that then you're going to be okay. If you don't then you can get this big long stream of poop in the bag and all, the, all that starts to break down and that sucks away the oxygen from the water. But if you can keep the water clean then absolutely. I would do like 25% to 30% water and the rest. Just atmospheric, uh, just atmosphere that you've trapped in the bag. Yeah. Jennifer Weaver, the Episto Agazizii arrived in great shape and one liked his grill and had fry about two weeks later. There must be 100 of them. Not joking. Jennifer, that's awesome to hear that the Agazizii did well for you. Thanks for letting me know. And if you need to sell that group of fry when they get a little bigger. I'm in the market for captive bread pistos always. Um, I have trouble getting good ones when I import them. So if if you want to sell the fry back to me in a batch of 50 to 100, I'd be more than interested when they get a little bigger, uh, right around an inch or so. Um, if that interests you, then send me an email at that time and we can talk. But But if not, or whatever, that's awesome that they spawned for you and that you've got a bunch of fry. That's amazing. I'm glad to hear that. Can 5015 rainbows arrived great today. Awesome. Swimming around great and colored up nicely. Thank you so much, beautiful fish. You're welcome. Thanks for the order. I really appreciate it. Um, Oh, something I forgot to acknowledge in the shipment report is I think there are two boxes that did get delayed. FedEx has been darn good. But last week and this week, no. Two weeks ago, I believe, or was it last week? Anyway, recently, there have been a few delays, still not nearly as bad at what I used to experience with USPS or even UPS. So we're, we're doing OK, but I think there's two. They're sitting in Memphis and I'm sure they'll arrive tomorrow. And I'm really sorry if you're the customer who took work off today to receive your fish. and Now they're not going to arrive until tomorrow. I apologize on behalf of FedEx and I wish I had more control over that. But um, But here we are. I, I know that's a bummer. But in general, still the best service I found, um, especially during COVID. Mega Mindy Lou, okay, all calibrated. Cool. Thank you. It's a cool meter. Came with two sets of powder to calibrate an extra set of batteries. Amazon or a PXI brand. Cool. Awesome. It's all mm-hmm. calibrated. Good. 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 Good to know. I, I just mentioned that because I remember the first time I got an electronic meter and I didn't know it had to be calibrated and I probably use it for like a year before I figured that out. <laughs> Zach Billings, Aquabid is how I found Dan's fish. Yeah. Yeah. I I didn't say that when I was posting on AquaBid uh, heavily. I remember Bob Steenfot did a, a live stream where he's like, well Dan Mr. Get Gills is posting on Aquabid and um, it's true I was, but the whole reason was for outreach. Yeah. Danacon Aquatics. Hey, good to see you. Hope your trip's going well. Or for if you're Kenny, and if you're Danny, hope you're doing well, keeping care of all those fish by yourself, and that the Samurai Gouramis and the Super Blue Carries are still doing good for you. Lubby dog. What about limited fish auctions on Get Gills? Maybe a defined time limit, and profit goes to charity. Just a thought. Yeah, it's something I could totally do. Um, and I've thought about actually, I have nothing against Aquabid. I want to make that clear. Um, I think of Aquabid as like the eBay auctions, right? And I think of uh, GetGills as like the Amazon, which is not auctions, it's just set prices. I, I have nothing against them. So yeah, I don't have a problem doing something like that. Honestly, right now it's about time. I'm, I'm literally so busy just trying to fulfill the orders people send. Um, I'm like right on the edge of what I can do. In fact, there's a lot of people that have had to wait like seven to 10 days for their fish to ship just because so many orders came that I, I, there's only so many fish I can pack in a day and do a good job. So, um, but when things calm down, there's all kinds of stuff like that, that I would like to do. Absolutely. It's 8.30, going to get this last one, and then we've got um, to close this out. So guy, the tank is a 40 breeder with an Apistos, some Peacock Gudgeons, various Tetras, CPOs, Panda Corys. Okay, Apistos, Peacock Gudgeons. He uses a surface skimmer. It's planted. Summer gets 80 to 82, but normally 78. Yeah, I think you're going to be just fine. I really do. With Rhynogobius, absolutely. Okay, I'm sorry. Oh, last one. Guppy Shack is PayPal available on Get Gills yet? No, and I honestly don't know if it ever will be. Um, PayPal does not have the functionality we need. We thought they did. We dug into it. We spent like a week figuring this out. We thought we had it, and then it turned out we didn't. Uh, there's a product that PayPal has called Brain Tree, which. If if you go to Braintree, it says, we can do all this multi-platform, like multi-vendor marketplace stuff. And it was exactly what we needed. So we got into it and we did all the work. And it turns out that PayPal bought Braintree a while ago. And the functionality is gradually being parred down. It no longer can do what we need. So it was actually a little frustrating because we spent a lot of time working on it based on what we read. And then as we got into the weeds, it was like, why isn't it working? And we contact... A rep and they'd be like oh that part doesn't function anymore and we we did that for a while it just does not have the ability to do what we need it to do to use it on GetGills. it can't process more than one vendor at a time in a product that they'll release to us basically so i'm sorry but for the until something changes for the for the foreseeable future paypal simply doesn't have the functionality to be able to be used at get gills. It's not that we don't want to use it because everyone wants it, we wish we could, but it does. it is not capable of doing what we need it to do, whereas Stripe is, so we use Stripe. Okay, with that, we're actually going to get to the giveaway. Um, so this is a cool one, five-bed macrostoma bred and raised by Preston John. Here we go. The winner is Because You're Fish. Because You're Fish, you have won one of my bucket list fish, a dream fish for me. Uh, The most generous giveaway I can think of. Thank you again, Preston John Aquatics, for doing that. Um, I assume you're here, but you've, yep, you're here. I figured you'd be right on it. All right. Congratulations. That's awesome. Um, Because You're Fish, if you would send me an email, dan at dansfish.com. Uh, let me know you won. Then I'll get you in touch with Preston John via email. So you two gentlemen can uh, figure out the uh, the shipping details. Um, Preston, I can't thank you enough. I, I think that's the coolest giveaway I've ever seen. I, I've never seen anyone give away better macrostoma before. Super generous. I'm sure you just made because your fish is like month. <laughs> so thank you so much because your fish. One the beta macrostoma. Got to write this down so I don't make any mistakes since there's three separate giveaways. Okay. With that, I'd like to take a moment to thank my moderators for all they do. Even you lumpy dog. No, I appreciate all of you. Thanks so much. Um, thanks to everyone who left a super chat. Always appreciated, never required but it does make the wife super happy. Um, anyone that left a question or comment, thank you for making this lively and something that I have fun being at because I get to interact with you, which is fun for me. Um, Preston John, thanks again for the amazing giveaway. Just One More Fish with Josh, thanks for adding to the fun. And all you lurkers, lurker nation, I feel you. All you watching on the replay, I haven't forgot you. And until next time, Wednesday, 7 p.m. Mountain Time, I hope you have a good one. Thank you, bye-bye.